you don't mind and everyone else doesn't mind, could you speak about what's going on in Israel with the judicial reform? Because I don't know which side to take. <laughs> I'll tell you which side to take. Neither. Neither. So the, the, it, the greatest challenge that they have, in my opinion, in Eretz Yisrael, is that, and it's really this week's partial area, we spoke about it yesterday, you have to talk to each other. You have to understand that you, you have to be able to speak to each other. And as long government is sometimes uh, the greatest form of communication in terms of making people work together, and sometimes it's the worst. And uh, here, the greatest challenge is the government. Um, and it's been like that for quite a while already in Eretz Yisrael, in Israel. The, the, much of the divisiveness comes from um, the top down. In terms of the judicial reform, it requires, um, you have to really look at it uh, fully. Um, it's basically the New York Times versus the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> Um, interestingly, they both had articles on it. Um, the truth is always going to be somewhere in between uh, because you have a problem. You have to look at the state of Israel before 1994, I think it was, when, uh, when um, Aaron Barak became the, um, the uh, Supreme Court judge. And you have to look. I mean, it's really, this is not the forum for it. I don't like to speak from the pulpit on uh, politics uh, but I think the message, the m most important message is you can't uh, work together when your both sides are threatening each other. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's been like this already far too long in Israel where they're at each other's necks um, with threatening ways. Um, and both. It's been literally like that for years of legislation uh, on both sides. It doesn't seem to me... Um, I, I said it all along. Whenever you make legislation that's based on 51%, it's going to come back to haunt you. It's going to come back to haunt you because it's going to just flip again, right? And which is what you happen because the government of Israel flipped over since 1990-something. It flipped back every election, every two elections. It flipped back and forth. And it was a mistake all along to, to ever... You, you need to have a way to discuss in a smart way how to do it. Right now, what they should do, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you can talk to me privately, but not from the pulpit. Uh, they don't like to discuss. But I think the, the most important message is um, I mean, there was an article, if you want to see a fantastic article written by Jonathan Rosenblum. Uh, he wrote a fantastic article on the grassroots of Israel trying to push back against the general government uh, logger, loggerhead of trying to get dinners together. Uh, you know, um, um, uh, there's this woman in Israel, I, her name is slipping me now, that she facilitated hundreds of dinners between, in different <coughs> communities, between the left, what do we call the left and the right? Um, and uh, she has tremendous success. Because it's very hard to hate you when I know your name. At least for Jews, I don't know. But <laughs> it's very, very hard. Um, and I, I found that to be tremendously successful. When I came to, when I came to California, uh, my Rebbe, Rabbi Wine, told me that it's very, very important that I have a personal relationship with all of the leaders in the community, all the rabbis in the community, on all, uh, from all uh, perspectives. 
if you will. And uh, I did, I met with everybody, I was uh, friends, I had dinner, lunch with everybody and over the years, and it has paid back tremendously. Because when they know your name, it's very hard. They can speak about Orthodox, but they know me. So it, it, it changes, it colors their view differently. I, I think it's the same in Eretz Yisrael. If everybody would know each other's name, I, I think it would be very, very different. So that's, that's the most important practical message. Um, you know, um, before you talk about somebody in a practical for ourselves, I always like to practice, I don't like to talk about the other person, I like to talk about myself, is to try to talk to the, try to know the person's name. You have a disagreement with somebody, so call them. Discuss it, but, but it's very, very important to talk to the person directly. Um, but the, the issues are far beyond the issue on the table. That, that, that you have to understand. They're not marching for the issue on the table. The issue on the table is very, right now you're talking about very, very, very small piece of legislation. Right, it's not like it was a few weeks ago or months ago. Okay. Term, I think that uh, it's you know, you know I, I think it's that once you once you put your foot down, it gets very very hard. It's much more tricky to get your foot out of the mouth. You know, uh, I think uh, that that's the main. Uh, my biggest fear is the timing. I'll tell you just my biggest fear. My biggest fear is the Jewish people never do good, well when it comes around this time. You know, I would much rather it come around perm time. You know, Purim time. I remember that the, the, when I was in Israel for the Gulf War, right, so it ended on Purim. The Gulf War ended on Purim. So the miracles, it was miracle after miracle after miracle and ended on Purim. You know, here is not the time, you know what I mean? This is when we had Gush Katif, it was this time. This, uh, now it's this time. It's, this is not the right season. This is not the season. That's what I'm most nervous about, you know, personally. Yeah, because when it comes out the seasoned, uh, you know, Isra uh, Masli, you know, our, our, our luck is down, if you will. Right? This whole period from, uh, from Shiva Sabatamuz till, um, till Tisha B'Av, our luck is down. Right? And uh, when your luck is down, it's not a good time. And especially, remember, the only thing that can destroy us is ourselves. Hashem can protect us from our enemies, but He can't protect us from ourselves. And that, that's, uh, you know, personally, that's what I'm most afraid of, is, is ourselves. Let's just, just remind ourselves of a little bit uh, of halacha um, for the, uh, as we get closer to Tisha B'Av, is um, regarding um, leather, regarding uh, shoes. Uh, so the halacha is that you can wear leather shoes. That is the halacha. Um, whether you can wear Crocs or not, uh, the accepted custom is to wear Crocs. There are those that don't. Um, it is a little bit more problematic in the sense that the people wear Crocs to be 65. So it is a little bit more problematic. But nonetheless, the bottom line halacha is that, um, that according to many opinions, or most opinions, um, wearing uh, Crocs would be okay. Uh, there are those, you might see some more in Eretz Yisrael than here in the United States. You might see people that are wearing uh, just their uh, socks. Um, because again, to feel a greater discomfort um, yeah, but again, the technical halacha is that uh, it's uh, limited to leather, and it's only leather shoes. If a person has a leather skirt, or a leather jacket, or a leather belt, it doesn't apply to that. Uh, that you can wear. You can wear all of those things. There's no halacha to refrain from wearing leather. It's just simply the protection of a leather shoe. Um, if a person has a specific shoe that's fitted to them medically, uh, then a person could wear it even if, it, even if it's leather. Some people, uh, everybody here is young, but uh, sometimes you have people 
that they have special shoes and that's only those shoes and if they don't wear those shoes is the the back throws out and everything so then a person would be allowed to wear it it's not a biblical or the whole day is only rabbinic but uh, the rabbis only only limited their ruling to normal situations not extenuating situ- circumstances uh, the same thing is with regard to sitting on a low stool or sitting on the floor um, we sit either on the floor or on a stool that's less than 12 inches unless a person has a back issue. If a person has a severe back issue and they're going to feel their back far beyond tissue above, you don't have to throw out your back in order to sit on a low stool. Uh, the low stool is actually the only halacha that only applies till midday. Everything else in tisha above is from sundown to sun to, till stars, right? 25 hours. The only halacha that only applies for the first um, 16 or 17, whatever hours it is, is the sitting on a low stool or sitting on the floor. That we, we don't, that we sit on the low stool from after we say Baruch by Ma'ariv on Wednesday night all the way through one o'clock. It comes out about one o'clock this year. Uh, through one o'clock on Thursday. After one o'clock on Thursday, a person, you could get up and, uh, and you could sit on a chair. There is no custom to sit after that on the floor. Um, at that point, once you finish the kinos and once you both and you have finished the midday, um, one would be able to uh, sit on a chair. Um, if you're driving a car, uh, you should sit in the pass. You should sit in the driver's seat. Don't don't sit on the floor. It's not advisable. Uh, but even if you're t- a passenger in a car, um, you uh, may you should sit with your seatbelt on. Uh, in the regular seat, you don't have to sit on the floor because, again, you're not sitting there for comfort. You're sitting there because that's the only place there is uh, safely to travel. Uh, so one would be allowed to, one should, uh, sit in the normal chair. In terms of sleeping, um, some have a custom that they, uh, they, they make themselves a little bit uncomfortable for sleep, but you don't have to forego the whole night. Uh, so if your person can't sleep without your uh, pillow, so then you should sleep with your pillow. Says a person has two pillows, you sleep with one, but really the Allah is that you should have some level of discomfort, but not enough that it's going to cancel your sleep. So some people, uh, they can't sleep, can't sleep, so then uh, you should sleep with however you need to sleep. Uh, but if you're able to create a little bit of discomfort, um, uh, then one should do so. In general, when it comes to the discomforts of Tisha B'Av and the nine days, Right, uh, we can't, uh, people don't like to be uncomfortable today. They, they can't, uh, very, everybody is a very big, big mephunic. I saw, that, I saw um, this week that uh, there's a service uh, being offered that uh, if you think you're going to die on Tisha B'Av, that they'll come and they'll give you an IV. Now, I, I don't know, right, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, if you need an IV, I don't know if you're obligated to fast. And if you're obligated to fast, I don't think you should take an IV. No, I mean, uh, yeah, but I, I took from it. Listen, I don't know, the Jewish people are holy people, you know. But, uh, you know, they don't want to violate the laws. I guess they're very, very holy. Uh, but I, I think to a certain extent, is that we are a little bit too, we're a little bit too um, weak. We're too, a little bit, you know, uh, you know my, my father, Allah Shalom, he couldn't understand you know, why on Yom Kippur I had to go out of shul to breathe for a minute you know what I mean I didn't understand you check in in the morning and you leave <laughs> you know 8 in the morning you came and 8 in the morning you left he didn't understand he didn't understand why I had to go to the bathroom in the middle right but you know, we you know we, the fasting didn't uh, you know till the, till the day he, till he passed away he had always fasted he never he just didn't he didn't understand what the problem was right so Baruch Hashem 
But, uh, but to a certain extent, a little bit, when we're feeling discomfort, my mother-in-law told me, in a, I'm speaking to her, she's in Israel now, so, uh, you know, she's uh, watched a, a program on the Holocaust. She said, you know, they didn't have, you know, you think about that, all of a sudden your discomforts, you know, you know, should disappear a little bit. You know, you should be embarrassed. You should be embarrassed. And a little bit is, is it's, you know, let's feel, instead of focusing on our own pain, let's focus on God's pain. Let's focus on those that are truly suffering pain. And if we feel all of the pain, you talked about the reform, I think that, uh, that we have to feel each other's uh, pain, right, that's going on, uh, the rift, God's pain in watching his children fight, and our pain, and we should be feeling the pain of others that are suffering, and B'zvat Hashem, if we feel that pain, we'll connect with each other, we'll connect with Hashem, and our prayers will be truly that that God, please, come back to Zion for your own sake, that we should be able to see that uh, Am Yisrael united and be able to see Hashem taking pride in his nation. How old was your father? Uh, 